10th Cantor, chapter 13, uh, entitled Brahma, Stealing the Boys and Calves, text 53. Kala Svabhava Sanskara Desire. 
Karma, Karma. Fruit of action. Fruit of action. Guna. Guna. The three modes of material nature. The three modes of material nature. Adibi. Adibi. And by others. Samahidvastamahibi. Samahidvastamahibi. Whose own independence, own independence was, subordinate was subordinate to the potency of the Lord. Murtimadbi, possessing form, Pasitaha, were being worshipped. Translation Then Lord Brahma saw that Kala, the time factor, Swabhava, one's own nature by association, sanskara, reformation, kama, desire, karma, fruit of activities, and the gunas, the three modes of material nature, their own independence being completely subordinate to the potency of the Lord, had all taken forms and were also worshipping those Vishnu-murtis. Purport. No one but Vishnu has any independence. If we develop Krishna conscious sorry, if we develop consciousness of this fact, then we are in actual Krishna consciousness. We should always remember that Krishna is the only supreme master and that everyone else is his servant. Ekri Ishwari, Krishna or Sabha But one even be one even Narayan or Lord Shiva. Um, everyone is subordinate to Krishna. Shiva, Virin, Chinutam, even Baladev is subordinate to Krishna. This is a fact. Ekla Ishwara Krishna or Sabavritya, Yariya Chanaitya, Sektaitya, Karanritya. CC Adi 5.142. One should understand that no one is independent, for everything is part and parcel of Krishna and is acting and moving by the supreme desire of Krishna. This understanding this consciousness is Krishna consciousness. The uh, purport extends over three pages, so it's very long, and if I read the whole thing all at once, then by the time we're at the end, we forget the beginning. <laughs> so, therefore, I think I'll just comment in, in, um, in between. So, all these all these various uh, various energies of the Lord, the time factor, Swabhava, one's own nature by association. Uh, as the wind picks up some qualities uh, from the field that it blows over, in the same way we are now very convinced, this is my nature, this is me. But yet it is our Swabhava, it is only the nature that we have picked up from association with the material energy. It's not necessarily our true nature. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, maybe that truck driver is a gopi. Who knows? <laughs> and we can't see at this stage. The material covering is so, uh, is, is so thick that the <clears throat> eternal identity is is very much hidden. And so we have our temporary covering and feel very strong about it. Um, then energies like sanskara. Uh, sanskara, the 
When Lord Brahma created the influence of nescience, Lord Brahma was not very happy. But he had to create that influence of nescience because he had to facilitate the living beings who, within the universe, who desired to be independent of the Supreme Lord, although they cannot be. Therefore, nescience was required. Uh, but then after he had created this influence of nescience, which began to uh, pervade the entire universe, he also created, uh, created means of attaining knowledge. So sanskaras are part of that, that knowledge, of that reformation, uh, knowledge by which one can rise above the influence of nescience, karma, desire. Desire is constitutional. Uh, it is within all of us. There is no question that we could ever be desireless. Uh, only artificially we could act as if we are desireless, but the truth is, we'll always be, uh, there's always a desire. And even the yogi or who makes himself uh, completely empty, his mind empty, uh, and apparently becomes free from desire, that is his desire. Um, Therefore, bhukti mukti siddhikami sakkala ashanti, that the bhukti, the sense enjoyer, the, the one who is striving for liberation, or the one who is trying for mystic perfections, all are still chasing after material desires. They're all kamis. They're all filled with desire. So desire is natural, but that desire must be related to pleasing Krishna. Karma. Um, the network of karma is very complex and very intricate. And uh, we have karmic influences from Anadi Bahyamukha, when we first came in under the influence of the material nature. And since then, uh, since then, life after life, in so many varieties of forms, we have accrued more and more karma. And we have uh, also gone through karmic reactions. And so here we are now, um, the sum total, the sum total of all our previous activities and reactions and that is present now and is affecting every living being um, and but that karma which is so much on top of us so much holding us in its grip that karma is also serving the supreme personality of god uh, and is um, the gunas the three modes of material nature it's like, it's one of those things. Um, uh, the three modes of material nature are so strong that uh, we are just, uh, even while we are on the transcendental path, we're still being affected. Srila uh, Prabhupada gives a lecture where he describes how 
the boat of transcendental knowledge and how the devotee is boarding the boat of transcendental knowledge trying to cross the ocean of Nessians and the Vedas and the favorable breezes and the spiritual masters, the ex expert captain. And then he explains that there are the waves in that ocean. And the waves are the modes of material nature. And although we are in the boat, we're still being rocked by the modes of material nature. So here we are. Uh, even, even while situated in the process of Krishna consciousness, we're still rocked by the three modes of material nature, constantly, constantly. And sometimes big waves, sometimes little ones, but it's going on. The three modes are, are, are there. Uh, of course, a person who is completely situated in transcendence is, is not really affected by these things. Although on a superficial level, uh, he may be, uh, just like uh, Srila Prabhupada went through his, uh, his health issues because he was older, right? and then these things come. So at one point, there was a, a ringing in his ears, a constant ringing in his ears. So, you know, this is when people run to a doctor and say, you know, please, then you can't. It's like you can't even sleep. It's most, uh, and Prabhupada said, finally, finally, I'm conquering sleep. Uh, so he saw it as positive. Um, but when Prabhupada was experiencing health difficulties, he also felt pained. He also felt limited. He also felt the pain of being limited. Um, so, as long we are within material bodies, on a superficial level, there is pleasure and pain. Uh, but of course, that doesn't affect the <clears throat> eternal position of the soul, the soul that is eternally connected to Krishna. Therefore, whatever happens, happens. Uh, it is all going on by Krishna's arrangement. And so will accept what we cannot change for the better, then we have to accept. Mm. Mm. All right, I'll, I'll read a little bit more from the purport. Yastu narayanam devam brahmaruda vidaivata samat vena vikshita sapasandi bhavitruvam a person who considers demigods like Brahma and Shiva to be on an equal level with Narayan must certainly be considered an offender. Uh, no one can compare Narayan or Krishna. Krishna is Narayan and Narayan is also Krishna, for Krishna is the original Narayan. Brahma himself addresses as Krishna. Narayanastam nahi sarvadehi nam. You're also Narayan indeed. You are the original Narayan. Bhagavatam 10, 14, 14. The next chapter, where Lord Brahma will start offering prayers after he's come to his senses, um, then he is also making that point. Um, uh, something that he initially didn't understand. Uh, initially, yes, Narayan is the Supreme Lord. That there was no doubt about. But this this boy, uh, 
appearing as a coward boy. Uh, that, at one point, he could not see. He could not see. How this is all possible in our whole discussion of these pastimes is bewildering. And it remains bewildering. Even after all the lectures that have been given on this chapter, still we are bewildered by how could Brahma forget? Isn't he the Brahma of the Brahma Samhita? Of course, one, some might argue the Brahma Samhita was only spoken after, <laughs> after this happened. Yes, maybe, maybe not. We don't have any official statement to that effect. Um, others, they may say um, that the living being, um, the living being is, can fall prey to the illusory energy due to the littleness of his existence. The prophet calls it that, littleness of his existence. The living being is Anu. And therefore, the living being is atomic in size and, and can become sometimes a little bewildered, possible. Um, in this regard, Jiva Goswami is explaining that uh, when he is describing this pastime in the Gopal Champu, um, I was listening to it the other day uh, on an audio book, and uh, it said there uh, that uh, Lord Brahma was so filled with praying, so filled with love for Krishna. Therefore, Krishna could not see any offense. So we have to understand the very intimate relationship that is there between Lord Brahma and, and Lord Krishna. And even when Lord Brahma appears to forget that Krishna is the origin of Narayan and then later remembers it and says it in a prayer, even if that seems to be the case, um, uh, there, is, um, there is deep love. And so even if Lord Brahma disrespects, disrespects Krishna, it is still... Uh, He's still the most exalted and worshipable personality. Um, he's, he's still the, the head of our Sampradaya. And we are just uh, miles, or miles is not the word, but we are far, far behind. Uh, the purity of Lord Brahma is so far exceeding our purity we need all kinds of concessions. Think about uh, how in the, uh, in the pastime where it is described, Kali is entering the kingdom of Maharaj Pariksit. Uh, then uh, we get some, uh, in the purports, uh, Srila Prabhupada is describing some concession. And he is saying that in the age of Kali, uh, the... Uh, there is no reaction for thought. Well, we're lucky. <laughs> I mean, if we would get reactions for our thoughts, that, I mean, we'd be in hell, you know, it's pretty soon. It wouldn't take very long. I mean, just 
try and remember a few thoughts that might qualify us for that position. I, I don't think it's very hard to come up with that. So, uh, but Lord Brahma uh, is, is pure, pure in thought, pure in deed. Right? Um, so we cannot not compare with Lord Brahma. And so who are we to uh, to suddenly look at like, well, but this is, uh, this is not correct. Uh, so that point I want to make, that it's difficult for us to judge Lord Brahma. It's difficult. And yet, we are shocked that such a devotee apparently becomes bewildered. And then later again remembers, you are the original Narayan. Uh, in the next chapter, fully remembering the position of Krishna. Needed just that little bit of, of, uh, of a reminder, uh, a few Vishnumurtis. Um, and then seeing how all these potencies are worshipping the Vishnumurtis. Uh, here in this uh, chapter, you see all the potencies worshipping the Vishnumurtis. It's also uh, in these verses mentioned how all the mystic powers were also taking personified forms, were also worshipping the Vishnumurtis. Um, so here Brahma is so uh, overwhelmed by mystic power, but then he sees how all the mystic powers are there worshipping the Vishnumurtis. <coughs> Continue the purport. Kala, or the time factor, as many assistants, such as Swabhav, Sanskara, Kama, Karma, and Guna. Swabhav, or one's own nature, is formed according to the association of the material qualities. Karanam Guna Sangasya Satasat Juni Janmasu, Bhagavad Gita 13, 22. Sat and Asat Swabhav, one's higher or lower nature, is formed by association with the different qualities, namely Satvagun, Rajagun, Tamagun. We should gradually come to the sattva guna so that we may avoid the, low, the two lower gunas. This can be done if we regularly discuss Srimad Bhagavatam and hear about Krishna's activities. Hmm. So this swabhav, this conditioned nature, is very, very strong. Uh, it's like uh, we, uh, we identify uh, with the country of our birth. Bomei Jadi, and you know this blood that is streaming through these veins, right, is from this land. Oh yes, and yes, my the mentality, you know, the mentality is the men mentality. What can you do if you're Mediterranean? You know, you're Mediterranean. If you're Dutch, you know, you're like, uh, as they say, you fall with the door into the house, right? <laughs> In other words, you are like getting straight to the point, right? Boom, here it is. That is, uh, that is Dutch. Whether some think it's a virtue, other thinks it's, uh, it's something to overcome. In a Vaishnav context, uh, one has to be a little careful being Dutch. <laughs> it could have some, it, it can have difficulties. I, I, I can say that now, after all these years of uh, having tried it, it's, uh, 
there are uh, there are certain risks connected to it. Um, if one is so blunt and so straight in the face, one inadvertently might step on the toes of some Vaishnavas, and Krishna might not like that. Mm. That is the difficulty. Mm. Yes, so uh, we are um, seeing this swabhav, um, this conditioned nature, this conditioned nature which is so strongly uh, influencing us and uh, that we can't separate it anymore. And even even anthropologists are uh, saying that man is finding himself suspended between nature and culture. And these two, they become so interwoven that we just don't know anymore what is nature and what is culture. The borderline becomes difficult to, to figure out. So here we are. This is me. Is it? Is it really you? Is it you? Are you sure? Um, like this. But we are feeling it. We're feeling it very strongly. This is me. Um, therefore, in Krishna consciousness, we anchor ourselves on scripture uh, and say whatever we feel is secondary to the conclusions of the scripture. And even if we feel that we don't like the conclusions of the scripture, we still, uh, we bow down. And that takes humility to say we put our swabhav, we put our own strong feelings aside and say, now I will adjust to the scripture. Even if part of me is rebelling against this. <coughs> that, is, uh, that is there. Um, this swabhav is very tricky. And we think it's very important. We think, we think that Krishna consciousness must be adjusted. Huh? We think that in Belgium, in Belgium, you must present Krishna consciousness in a particular way because the Belgian people are very, you know, sensitive to certain things. Yes, I mean, you know, you have to consider that. In France, uh, it is uh, a very cultural country, and therefore uh, you may uh, present the culture of uh, Krishna consciousness. Uh, that may be uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, also, the French are uh, great uh, philosophers, so they like uh, philosophy and uh, culture. Yes. So all these things are deeply ingrained, deeply ingrained. Uh, it's, it's, it's like uh, Pragosh is always joking with me as the man in orange because in the William of Orange uh, created the settlement in Ireland and the Protestant settlement has the roots in William of Orange right? and, and so they, the Protestants wear orange and the Catholics wear green that's their color color green so is this, he always comes to me oh here's this orange man and he can't see he does it again and again you know and, and then he told me one time yes they stopped him the IRA stopped him right? and said are you a Catholic or a Protestant 
Then he said, I'm a Hare Krishna. They said, a Catholic Hare Krishna or a Protestant Hare Krishna? That's <laughs> 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 So that's really interesting, this Swabhav stuff. It, is, it certainly has this... Uh, it goes deep, very, very deep. Very deep into our existence. And uh, it, it may be that in the process of sadhana, in the process of service, in the process of taking shelter of transcendental knowledge, that we are becoming purified from this. But then again, you sometimes wonder, even after so many years, uh, it still seems that some of that swabhav is still there. And then what? That's where we pray to Krishna. Huh? That's where we pray to Krishna. And say, okay, Krishna, I'm like the little sparrow trying to drink the ocean, and, you know, I need help here. I need help. Uh, if I have to scrub my black heart and try and make it clean, I've been scrubbing for a long time, not so long actually, but I've been scrubbing, and I got tired very quick. And now, Krishna, please, please, you do it. Mm -hmm. You do it. Our dependence on Krishna is coming up. Mm. Yes, Srila Prabhupada says we should gradually come to Sattvagun. Of course, Sattvagun, the mode of goodness, is not good enough. Uh, it is a good position for dedicating ourselves to the transcendental. But without dedicating ourselves to the transcendental, Sattvagun will not help. The entire Varna Ashram system is, is designed to bring us to goodness. And Varna Ashram, without Sansidir Haridosanam, without being connected to pleasing the Supreme Lord, has no value. Uh, because Yasyasti uh, Bhaktir, what's Yasyasti Bhaktir? Slip a month. Didn't think that would happen with this one. It speaks about the chariot of the mind. We may develop all the good qualities of the demigods, but then the chariot of the mind will take us away again if we don't have that anchor in service to Krishna. So whatever it is, it has to be anchored in the transcendental. And this is the core of our, of our movement. Yes, the three modes of material nature. Yes, the good qualities of goodness. But beyond it, it must be anchored. It must be anchored in devotional service. So Srila Prabhupada continues, Varna Ashram Dharma, therefore, is essential for it can bring people to Sattva Guna. Tadara Jastamubhava Kamalubhadiyas Chaye Bhagavatam 1.2.19 Tamaguna and Rajaguna increase lust and greed, which implicate a living entity in such a way that he must exist in this material world in many, many forms. That is very dangerous. One should therefore be brought to Sattvagun by the establishment of Varnashram Dharma and should develop the Brahminical qualification of being very neat and clean, rising early in the morning and seeing Mongolarity and so on. In this way, one should stay in Sattvagun, and then one cannot be influenced by Tamaguna Rajagun. 
Chidana just aloha vakamadubri as chie, chete teranam yudam sitam sattva prasiddhiti. Bhagavatam 1 to 19. The opportunity for this purification is the special feature of human life. In other lives, this is not possible. Such purification cannot be, can be achieved very easily by Radha Krishna Bhajan. Devotional searchers rendered to Radha and Krishna, and therefore Narutam Das Thakur sings Hari Hari Bifale Janama Gonainu, indicating that unless one worships Radha and Krishna, one's human form of life is wasted. Vasudev Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Biyojitaha Janatiya Suvayakyam Bhagavatam 127. By engagement in the service of Vasudev, one very, very quickly renounces material life. The members of the Krishna Consciousness Movement, for example, being engaged in Vasudev Bhakti, very quickly come to the stage of being nice Vaishnavas, so much so that people are surprised that Malachas and Yavanas are able to come to this stage. This is possible by Vasudev Bhakti. But if you do not come to the stage of Sattva in this human form of life, then as Narayan Thakur sings, Hari, Hari, Bifale, Janama, There is no profit in gaining this human form of life. Hmm. So this movement is not wishy-washy. This movement is not, it's not enough to be a member. It's not enough to be connected. It is not enough to just come to the temples. We have to change. And the lower modes of material nature have to go. They really have to go. By conscious effort and by purification, by engaging in devotional service. Uh, there are many reasons why we may, uh, we may justify for ourselves uh, to remain in the lower modes of nature. Uh, it's like uh, like Like barkeepers are social workers, right? They are there behind the bar and they know very well that many of their customers have all kinds of emotional and mental problems and, uh, and they're really giving out the medication. Of course, they should take some themselves as well. And they're also diseased. But the point is this, is that, yes, people justify I'm a victim. I'm a victim. If you knew, if you, no, only, really, if you knew what I went through, if you knew what I went through, you could not expect me to. We don't. Yes, you went through it all. And we feel great, great sadness to see that you had to go through all these things. But anyway, I'm glad that it's over. I'm glad that it's past now. So now we can move on. Right? Because it's over. Yeah, but I still feel traumas from this. All right, you know, that's okay. Here are the tissues. But, you know, not too many tissues, not too much time, because we can't, be, we can't cry our whole life over spilled milk. Right? We have to move on and use our, use our time. We can cry river of tears, rivers of tears, and meanwhile, and be the victim for the rest of our life and what they did to me, and never ever embrace the golden opportunity. 
that now there's the golden opportunity. So no time to cry. Oh God. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> Put it somewhere and leave it. Don't touch. Put it somewhere. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I give lectures in, in, in meditation, and then you throw a, make a noise, and then bang, breaks the meditation. I don't... Golden opportunity. Golden opportunity. Golden opportunity, golden avatar. So... Yes, this golden opportunity is, is something of such value, right? And that is what we need to, to understand better. That is why we're hearing this Bhagavatam again and again, so that we appreciate how golden the golden opportunity really is, so that we can finally say, all right, I'll forget my traumas. All right, uh, you know... My, 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 my this, my that, yes, it is true, it was terrible, but it was. And the present is suddenly so auspicious. It's amazing. It is just amazing how it has changed and how Prabhupada has changed our fortune. And we gradually begin to see, yes, this, all this, all this difficulty that I went through didn't make me what I am now, but what I am now made all these difficulties. In other words, I had already a brutal mentality, and therefore I went through brutal circumstances to cure me from this brutal, brutal mentality. And gradually, transcendental knowledge comes to, I deserved it, I needed it. Because I have that within me. It takes a while to swallow the bitter pill. It takes a while of maturing in Krishna consciousness to accept Krishna, to ultimately accept that all this karma is what we deserve. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> I know, I know. It happens to me too. I've got some karma. And, you know, and if we start looking at each other's karma, then we'll go like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, wow, look at that. It's like, really? And uh, some people have good karma, and we can be envious and go, gosh, this guy, he's got such good karma. Yes, Lord Karma. It's Lord Karma, he has such good karma. He does. But just see his piety over so many lifetimes that he became Lord Brahma, the one living being in the entire universe, to be promoted to that position. Where does the ordinary living beings kicked around like footballs right, in this material energy? Prabhupada says about football, he says, we think that we are the players, but we are the ball. And he said, we can be kicked out of here any moment. So continuing the purport, getting, getting there, getting through it. 
Sri Viraragava Acharya comments that each of the items mentioned in the first half of this verse is a cause for material entanglement. Kala, or the time factor, agitates the modes of material nature, and Swabhav is the result of association with these modes. Therefore, Narottam Thakur says, Bhakti Sanavas. Hmm. So, how nice is this? Huh? First, we saw it earlier in the purport, appearing that all these, this whole list, uh, like Swabhav, Sanskar, Karma, Gunas, are all manifestations of the time factor. And now we get a better uh, explanation. Uh, we get the explanation that Kala, or the time factor, agitates the modes of nature. And Swabhav is the result of the association with these modes. Therefore, Narantam Nastavra says, Bhaktis Sanavas. If one associates with Bhaktas, then one's Swabhav, one's nature will change. Our Krishna consciousness movement is meant to give people good association so that this change may take place. And we actually see that by this method, people all over the world are gradually becoming devotees. Gradually is an interesting word, I think, in this paragraph. Uh, not instantly, not just by meeting the devotees and being convinced by transcendental philosophy. Yes, I know it's true. No, then it's still a lot of work after we know it's true. Um, I know it's true, but maybe not completely. Maybe I didn't know it all the way. Otherwise, why did I fall down again? Um, if I really knew it, why did I fall down to my lower nature? Why am I even attracted to sinful activity if I really knew, if I really understood? So maybe still, still need to understand it on a, on a more deeper level. Yes. Instead of saying these malachas, this, that, I often uh, refer to the 16th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, the divine and demoniac nature, and that when we read the divine, that's about us. <laughs> and the demoniac nature, that's the neighbors. Yeah. Is it? Or is that, is that the other side? of our nature. So in this way, gradually, <coughs> gradually becoming devotees. It's a lifetime mission to become a devotee. Um, uh, I became a devotee in da -da 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 -da, such and such year, did you? <laughs> yeah. well, I'm still working on it. That, that, is, that is the understanding. Um, we keep on working on it, and with the mercy of the Vaishnavas and the Lord, we hope uh, that this life, it may be completed. Continue the purport. As for sanskar or reformation, this is possible by good association, for by good association one develops good habits, and habit becomes second nature. Yes, that is true. It's like uh, when you always get up at four o'clock, or before four o'clock, then, even when you don't set your alarm clock, you can't sleep. You wake up anyway, automatically. That's how it goes. And at one point, you just wake up. Yeah. It's, it's, you wake up automatic at a certain time. Human beings, they, uh, they become regular. And it is, or not only human beings, animals also. They're living beings. 
our regular. Uh, because we deal with the material energy and we find a certain solution. Uh, we find a solution. And uh, to, to, so, you know, there's a time to go to sleep, there's a time, and, and, it, and it starts to fall into a pattern, yeah, whatever it is. And uh, so these patterns are called habits, and these habits uh, are very important. Uh, it's habits that will help us. Um, some psychologists arguably say that in order to develop a habit, you've got to do something for one month every day. Arguably so. But that's interesting. That basically habits can be, can be formed by doing something regular. So the process of, uh, of sadhana bhakti, devotional service in practice, is exactly about that, about building up transcendental habits. And if we build on transcendental habits, uh, that's great. Like, if you chant for many years and, and one day you haven't chanted your rounds in the morning, you kind of feel like, uh, or what's happening here? Yeah. What's happening? Uh, for us, no bath is, is something terrible in travel sometimes right? on the plane. You know, if you're not flying first class, you don't have a shower on the plane. So what to do, right? Uh, so no shower. But, so you can use a little perfume, but that's not so convincing. <laughs> but then you read that in the Middle Ages, that, you know, and in the centuries following, that perfume was very popular, because bath was a little less popular. <laughs> yeah? And it's kind of like, how can you live like that? And we cannot think of not taking a bath in the morning, is it? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> if it still didn't become a habit, we should, we should build up such habits. It is a fact that Hare Krishna's use a lot more water than any, anybody else. Sometimes we stay in places where they have water tanks, you know, and then they can't believe the tank is empty. I mean, how is it possible? That should have lasted for, for the whole two weeks. And after, on the third day, it's finished. <laughs> it's like, yeah. We had one devotee, his name is Raghunath Bhatta. And he was always in the bathroom. We started to call him Raghunath Bathroom. <laughs> anyway, on a more serious note, back to the purport. As for karma and karma, desires and activity, if one engages in devotional service, one develops a different nature than if one engages in activities of sense gratification. And of course, the result is also different. According to the association of different natures, one receives a particular type of body. Karanam gunasangu sya sata satjun jamisu Bhagavad Gita 13.22 Therefore, we should always see good association, the association of devotees. Then our life will be successful. A man is known by his company. If one has to change... To live in the good association of devotees, one is able to cultivate knowledge 
and naturally one's character or nature will change for one's eternal benefit. Hmm. And that also means that we have a responsibility to the community of the Vaishnavas. That also means that we are not only meant to take advantage of that association, but that we are meant to contribute to it, and that we are meant to contribute to the community. Um, collectively, we are creating the strength of a community. Uh, and collectively, if we all commit to high spiritual standards, then the community will flourish. Then the strength of the community will multiply our individual commitment. Because the, the, the power that we get from the Sangha comes back. Therefore, uh, it is important to meditate on what are we contributing to the community. And that should be there. That, that what Krishna consciousness are we bringing um, as a gift to the community? That, that we owe to the, to, the, to the community and to the system of living in the community of devotees. Um, then our community can be strong and, and healthy and nourishing, which is what it meant to be. Otherwise, if you have a, a, a community of old broken cars that have to be cranked up, you know, and pushed all the time, yes, you know, some old broken car that has to be pushed to start up again, then the community is actually, uh, can drain those who are more advanced. Uh, those who have made a higher level of commitment may actually become tired by such association. Um, I used to be a temple commander in Vrindavan and my service was, so told the temple president, <coughs> to wake up all the devotees who didn't come to Mongolite. <laughs> so I was doing it and uh, so I was going with cartels around the ashram and singing Ji Jago Ji Jago Gora right? And then I would bang the cartels on the door of a few rooms where I knew that the persistent sleepers were. <laughs> and like this, uh, I went around. But uh, some people were very determined. Yeah? They were absolutely determined to no matter what, you know, keep on sleeping. Yeah? And it was for them that I had to every day miss Mongolarty. Of course, I tried to make it transcendental. Uh, but I, I had to then go around. Finally, I caught one of them. To, to get rid of my frustration, I caught one of them. And I... One night he didn't lock his door. And I put the hose in his sleeping bag and turned on the tap. I, he, he got up and took his shower at the same time. <laughs> I don't know if that was a good modus operandi, but it was an expression of my frustration <laughs> at the time and my immaturity and my, my and that Dutch nature. <laughs> I wouldn't do that anymore. But uh, um, so you can sleep peacefully. Uh, now, in fact, I would just let you sleep. 
and say, oh well, you know, what to do, what to do. It's your spiritual life. What to do. So what to do is always a big question. And with that question, I will end this lecture. Uh, the big question is, what to do? Any questions or comments? Vida Chaitanya Prabhu. It said that in this Prabhupada, Lord Balaram is subordinate. Lord Balaram is subordinate to Lord Krishna. Yes. But it's also said that Lord Balaram is a full expansion yes. of Krishna. And there is no difference between Lord Balaram and Lord Krishna. The only difference is the color. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Ah. In uh, near Druvatila, there's Krishna Kund, and Balaram sat down there and chanted Krishna's name, and he became black like Krishna, just to show that there really was no difference between them. Yes, there are many examples like, like that, that they really are not different. So it appears awkward, this statement. Um, they are not different, but they manifest differently. And uh, Krishna is Sevya Bhagavan, and Balaram is Sevak Bhagavan. Sevya Bhagavan means the Lord who is served, and Balaram is the Lord in the mood of a servant. <clears throat> so in that sense, Balaram is also in an inferior position, because Balaram is always acting as the servant of Krishna. And that's why here that statement is made in regards to Savya Bhagavan, the Lord who is being served. Krishna is served by all. Ekle Ishwar or Sarvabhicha, Yariyachanaicha, Tarakachanaicha. There is one Ishwara, all others are, uh, are dependent on him. So Balaram is also dependent on, in his service to Krishna. He's trying to please Krishna. He's serving Krishna. He's adjusting to Krishna. And Krishna is accepting that service and then, of course, in one way, serving all. But he is Savior Bhagavan, the Lord that is served. But in the absolute sense, there is no difference. And so this is in terms of their roles. Yeah? There's a difference. But in Tattva, no difference. So your statement is, is right and is first. You know, like, there's no difference. In Tattva, there's no difference. But in their roles, Balaram <coughs> taking the position of the dependent. I have a question about this part where you were talking about being a victim and then you said how uh, you acknowledge that some people went through something and then but still that you have to read the tissues and and just make it like a present moment and then you move forward so my question is that sometimes devotees who mentor you or counsel you they say that you cannot uh, advance in spiritual life if you didn't go through this like emotional patterns that you have because there are like some blockages 
And then my question is like the role of the holy name and the faith in the holy name and purification. And then they have this uh, excuse that we don't chant purely, which is true. But then you can't live your life always saying to yourself, like, well, because I don't chant purely, I should try this or that, but maybe that will make me advance in yeah. the spiritual life. Yeah. Yeah, so the traumas and that we have to... Uh, when traumas are very, very strong and become major, major obstacles and, and make it impossible for us to apply ourselves to devotional service, you know, then it's time that we just still do our devotional service, but not very good due to the trauma, but we don't give up our devotional service. But we know that we're not able to chant very nicely. We know that we're not able to do anything very nicely because we're so disturbed by the trauma. Then it's time to give special attention to the trauma and to digest the trauma. When the when the trauma when it is possible to just apply ourselves to devotional service, then anartapasamam saksat bhakti yoga madoksiche. Then the anartas are removed. It's a trauma is an art. Uh, it's a stumbling block on the path that will be removed by bhakti. Okay? And that our chanting is not pure. Yes, that may be true. But, but it says that even Nam Abbas, even Nam Abbas, which is not pure, not Sudanam, but even Nam Abbas can, can remove all the karma, okay? can deliver us from karma. So, uh, we should just take shelter of the Holy Name. And the more we take shelter of the Holy Name, everything will come automatically. Um, uh, such things as, as uh, counseling is something... Counseling is a term that came into the Hare Krishna movement in the mid-80s. Prior to that, we didn't hear that term, counseling. Uh, it came in, and it is obviously a term that, that comes from psychology. Now, that's interesting, because uh, I have an article, you know, like somewhere, and I have to find it, uh, but there's an article which says, when psychology came into the church, and it's all about how psychology came into the church, and that it was all like, do you need psychology or is everything in the Bible? Uh, that was the question. And uh, so in the beginning it was everything is in the Bible and Christians would come in through the back door. He said, but it, that changed. And psychology really entered into the church and it came into the language that was in the sermons. And, and, it's, and the psychologist said the, the Christians were the first ones in the waiting room, you know. Uh, it, it became so mainstream. So the Hare Krishna movement is also gone through that. Psychology also has entered into the Hare Krishna movement, and um, we're not against it, but it cannot. It can. It can only make adjustments on the level of our swabhav, of that temporary conditioned nature. So it can make some adjustments in our temporary conditioned nature, uh, so that we are a little <coughs> bit more 
peaceful, a bit more in goodness, and that we can apply ourselves better to the transcendental. Um, but even if we are heavily afflicted by, by traumas, and, and never stop chanting Hare Krishna. Never, uh, even if we are very disturbed. Uh, because it will lift us above these things. But I also think that there is something like uh, holding on to your trauma, holding on to your victim role, and, uh, and that at one point you have to just say, that was yesterday, it's over, it's, it's gone, it's not necessary to worry about yesterday, let's deal with today. Uh, I've tried to live my life like that, and I just went through plenty of things, and just said, well, let's move on. And whether I still uh, am affected by some things of the past, yes, maybe, but uh, I can't uh, give it too much uh, importance. I get shot in the back. It's not nice. That's I can I can you know I mean feel traumatized about it. But I can always say, well, I survived it, and you know, still still here, still doing service, and it's been been a long time now. Let's forget about it. So now I only use it as an example. But I don't like firecrackers. <laughs> and that I don't. Especially behind me. <laughs> Seems like it's shot in the back. Anybody else? Yes. Just an observation how in Kali Yuga we're allowed to think bad thoughts, but in the Catholic doctrine I was taught that you, you sing by thought, word, and deed. I guess that's safe. So you get thought what? Thought, word, and deed. You, you can make a sin of a thought, your word, or your deed. Mm. So, as a good Catholic, I wouldn't think bad thoughts. As a Hare Krishna, I can fill my mind with all sorts of things. They got one up on them, eh? <laughs> but of course, you know, the danger is that then you get a little pressure cooker and then the thoughts are inside and then, you know, the old Freudian thing about letting out some steam. <laughs> that could happen, yes. Okay, thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada. Shri Prabhupada.